looked at verses 13, 14, and 15. Today I just want to deal with one verse. Verse 16. Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. Tell your neighbor there's a lot of meat on that bone. Amen. It's God's word if you can. Malachi chapter 3 verse 16. Everybody has it. All right. Now look at this, look at this, look at this. It says, then those who feared the Lord, my gosh, spoke to one another. And the Lord gave attention and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord... And who esteem his name. I want to talk about this morning the rewards of serving. Last week we talked about the blessings of serving. Today I want to talk about the rewards of serving. Amen. The rewards of serving. I don't know about you, but it seems like every grocery store and every department store has adopted some form of a rewards program. Am I right about it? Wherever you go, there's something that you do. Amen. It involves a cost. You don't just get rewards without buying something. Do I have anybody? For some reason, they have you thinking that because you're part of the rewards program, that you're special. Do I have anybody? And, and sometimes I do feel special. Amen. Especially when I go to Kroger and they tell me, I done saved $20.50 on my grocery bill. I said, man, that's a reward. It's amazing because I see believers today, some struggle with the issue of serving God. I want to paint the context to this passage for you so that you can understand my next statement. These people are living in a time where God's name was not being upheld. The priest had caused the people, listen to this, to disobey God. I'm going to say it one more time. The priest had caused the people to disobey God. In other words, they were saying it's okay to live just any kind of way you don't have to do what the law requires. CBS has had a new show that only lasted one season. The name of that show was Living Biblically. It was a sitcom that mocks Jesus Christ and the Christian faith. CBS intentions was to show that a young journalist was going to try to live his life biblically for one year, all the while blaspheming the name of God. 
Well, the same thing was happening in the time that Malachi was writing his book. The people of God, the culture that he lived in is no different than the culture that we live in today. The culture that we live in today, saints, uh, the culture is trying to create, listen to this, doubt about Christianity, about beliefs, and even mocking our beliefs. There are many of us here today that struggle with our Christian walk. Do I have a witness? Why should I stay faithful? Amen. If God is so good, then why am I struggling so much? If God is so good, then why is my life not turning around? Do I have anybody? It seems like the mindset of the people at that particular time under the Persian rule is the same mindset that we have today, amen, and in the society that we live in. Saints, I want to say this to you today, that there is some parallelisms here. And and the question today that I have for all of us this morning is, what's the point in serving? In a society that says that we are entitled. In a society that says that we don't need all of that to serve God. We don't need all of that to praise God. We don't need all of that, amen, to have a good time. But can I ask you a question? Is all of this in vain? Is my serving in vain? If I don't serve God, then the question that I have for you today is, who are you serving? Because as a born-again believer, it is a built-in mechanism that God has placed inside of us that the moment that we leave from that side to this side, there's something inside of us that pulls us in the arena of serving. Jesus was a servant. Do I have anybody? And I want to say this to you this morning. Maybe you have no fulfillment because maybe you're searching for significance and searching for fulfillment because you're not doing the thing that God has called you and saved you to do. Do I have anybody? Some of us are searching for significance. We're searching and we're trying. And and I want to say this. Maybe the enemy has you deceived believing that you're not good enough. That, watch this, that you're not spiritual enough. Amen. That, watch this, that you don't have what it takes. But I want to say to somebody here today, today is your day. Amen. That you don't have to believe those lies, the lies of the enemy that says that you don't have what it takes. God is not looking for smart people. He's looking for people who have a heart that loves him. Do I have anybody? Maybe because we're busy with our lives. Amen. That to include service to God would be an inconvenience or better yet, a burden. Do I have anybody? The question is, where are the rewards? 
Where are the rewards? I, I, I see rewards in many other things, but what about my service to God? See, saints, when you read this chapter, you see something. And we saw something in verse 13. Verse 13 says, your words have been arrogant against me. Amen. Uh, says the Lord. Yet you say what? How have we, how have we, you know, how have we spoken against thee? You have said it is vain we serve God. Huh? There it is. What profit is it that we have kept his charge and that we have walked in mourning before the Lord of hosts? I told you this last week that they were literally regretting the fact that they had joined church. They thought that what they were doing is in vain. Whenever you get to a point where you have, you see that what you're doing is in vain, you have been deceived. Amen. Come on. This is an ouch message too. Amen. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, so, so now because of that, we call the arrogant what? Blessed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That we could be so deceived that we see people who are arrogant, watch this, and they're, they're parading around with all the things that they have accumulated. And we believers who know God and know how powerful he is and know how great he is, we're saying that the arrogant are blessed. Isn't that something? Watch what he says. He says, we call the arrogant blessed. And what does it say there? It says that we call the arrogant blessed. Not only are the doers of wickedness built up, but they are all, they also what? Test God and what? Escape. Every time they do wrong, they don't get caught. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about what Satan will do. He will cause us to be deceived where we're looking at the wrong people. And we're not looking at the rewards of what we're doing. And we got a faithful few in this church. And we got some people who really want to serve God. And some of you here came this morning and you really want to serve God. But the enemy has you feeling defeated. He has you feeling down about your situation in life. But I want to tell you something. There are rewards in serving God. Now watch this. The things we take for granted, somebody's praying about it. Y'all with me? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So the question is, amen, what are these rewards? Glad you asked. Look at verse 16. We're going to walk verse 16 together. It says, then those who what? Now, now you know the context, right? The people of God were few. It's kind of like today, right? You, you don't really see a lot of people in church anymore. So in other words, the righteous was in the minority. But the unrighteous was in the majority. And tucked away in this whole chapter, the Bible says that God had a remnant. That there was still a few good people. Come on somebody. A few righteous people. A few people, hallelujah, who says, you know what? I'm not going to sell out. I'm not going to 
fall away. I'm not going to hello somebody. I'm going to stay the course because let me tell you something. How easy it is for us to fall away from God. Isn't it easy? With all the options we have today. With television ministries and internet ministries and come on somebody. You got all these options today. It's easy to say, I ain't going there no more. Am I right about it? But tucked away in this text, it says, and then those who what? Feared the Lord. So I believe that the first thing, the first reward, I look at this as a reward. The first thing is, watch this, you will not lose your reverence for the Lord. Saints, I want to tell you something. The moment we lose our reverence for the Lord, I'm talking about the the fact that we see God as awesome. That's what that word reverence means. It means to stand in awe of God. Listen, not everybody can stand in awe of God. I count that a reward because our society and the people, the culture that we live in today can cause us to start disrespecting God. Do I have a witness? The words, the words then in this text It's an emphatic action. In other words, how can this be a reward? Because they were looking around, other people were falling away, but the Bible says then those who feared the Lord, come on somebody, in other words, they took a stand. And saints, I want to say to somebody here this morning, you got to decide who you're going to stand with. You got to decide who you're going to serve. But let me say this. The moment you lose your reverence for God, don't take it for granted that you're in church every on Sunday. Don't take it for granted that you're saved. The fact that you are still here in your right mind is a blessing this morning that you can lift your hands and say, God, I love you. God, I worship you. God, I reverence you. Because one of the signs of the end times is that disobedience and disrespect for God will be on a rise. But thank God for the remnant. Thank God that I'm rewarded with the fact that I still reverence his name. I still see his name as holy. I still can call on his name. With a culture that we live in, it's easy to get swept away. Hallelujah. And lose our respect for God. The Bible says after they, the arrogant, talked about all this stuff about in vain we serve God. Then, then, I love that. Then those who feared the Lord. Those who what? Feared the Lord. Those who what? Reverenced the Lord. How can you reverence someone you don't serve? See, see, here's the thing. God is saying, if you reverence me, you'll be available to me. You will surrender your life to me. You will give me all of you. Saints, how many of you want to give God all of you? How many of you want God to have all of you? I'm, I'm talking about every ounce, every fiber of you. Because watch this, there's something about a God-fearing person. 
Let me tell you this. The reward is so deep because, watch this, because when you lose your reverence for the Lord, come on somebody, you are opening up your life, hallelujah, to a whole lot of demonic and devilish activities that will cause you to be deceived and you will never see the profit in serving. See, 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 watch this. A lot of people think, well, I just, I'm not, I'm not built for that. Or I'm not, you know what? I'm just a goer. I'm just a church goer. No, 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 no. God saved you. And when he saved you, he saved you to serve. You know why I say he saved you to serve? Because when he saved you, he gave you the Holy Spirit. When he gave you the Holy Ghost, guess what? He gave you a gift. And let me ask you a question. Have you unwrapped the gift yet? And watch this. And I reverence the gift because I know who gave me the gift. Sometimes I stand in awe when I see people in the choir who never sung before. And they're up there singing. I'm like, man, look at God. When they came, they didn't know anything about church life. But look at them now. They're reading scripture. They're praying. Come on, help me somebody. It's a reward. Listen, I believe, saints... That we have come to a place in the Christianity where we feel entitled. But there are some places where, watch this, there are some people begging to serve. There are some countries where they don't have a church building, they worship outside. But guess what? They walk for miles just to get to worship service. They ain't got no AC, they ain't got no fan, but they know a God and they reverenced him. Saints, get back to reverencing the Lord. See, that's the key. Now watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, he says, now those that feared the Lord, uh uh-oh, they opened their mouth. They spoke to who? Now the picture here, see in Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, they're pictures. So I want you to picture it like this. While Malachi was calling out the unfaithful, the faithful few were standing over here, right? <laughs> and they were taking it in. And the Bible says, then they spoke. The faithful now speaks. So not only will you not lose your reverence for the Lord, but you will not lose your fellowship. Let, let me tell you what Satan got us thinking. I don't need them. I don't need that church. I don't need nobody in my business. You know know how we talk, right? You know, I don't need nobody all up in my bead. You understand? (laughs) I'm trying. Y'all work with me here. I'm trying to help y'all. Amen. Listen, when the idea here is that they were assembled in a meeting to hear the teaching. They wasn't just talking. That somebody was teaching. Because that word spoke means to teach. They met together not to complain, but to encourage and edify each other in a society that was telling them, you don't have to serve God. It don't take all that to serve God. But they saw it as a reward when they came together collectively. Come on, somebody. They watch us. They fought the devil together. They were able to stand firm together. They were able to hang together. They were able to fellowship and break bread together. I see the New Testament right here. 
Amen. The Bible says that they sold everything they had and they went house to house and they met the needs of whoever had a need in their midst. And saints, I want to tell you something. Whenever you lose your desire, listen to this. Whenever you lose your desire to fellowship with other believers, you are out of the rewards program. It's not you. It's not because I just felt like it. No, that is, watch this, that's a penalty that you have right there. Are y'all with me? Listen, they hung together. While the priests and the people were going astray, they were the faithful few that was hanging on. And saints, I want to tell somebody here today, you got to hang on. I want to encourage somebody here today. You're right at the brink of giving up. But I want to tell you something. It's never too late to either come back or get right with God. Do I have anybody? And and, and here's the thing. It's hard to stay in fellowship when you're not serving. Because you may not see your significance in the kingdom. Hello, somebody. And that's the reason why a lot of people get caught up in the cultural, watch this, the cultural mindset that you don't need all that. Are you with me? Now watch this. The text says that those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. I'm in the text. And watch this. And the Lord, stay with me. Can I tell you something? It's not in vain. It's not in vain, y'all. You may be saying, Pastor, you don't understand. I've been trying. But it's not in vain. God is interested in your attitude. But God is also interested in you serving him. Watch this. The text says after they had spoken, they had a meeting. Amen. They had a little Bible study. He says, then who heard? Huh? And then who heard? The who? Let me ask you a question. Hmm. Who would you rather? Come on, somebody. Put put the point up. Put the point up. Not only will you back up for a minute. Not only will you just lose, you will not lose fellowship with other believers, but the next thing is what? You will gain the Lord's attention. You will gain the Lord's what? Attention. Listen, I need God to hear my prayer. Come on, somebody. I know some people are praying and it's coming right back down. Amen. But 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 the rewards of serving is you have access to God. You have access to the throne room of heaven that when you open your mouth and you say, Father, he turns in your direction. You don't have to jump. You don't have to skip. You don't have to do nothing else but say, Father, because you have a record that you've been faithful to serving him. See, a lot of people don't want to talk about service because they want to receive and never give back anything to God. Watch this. Watch this. I have a question. Do you have God's attention? For their faithfulness, they got the attention of the God of the universe. And let me tell you something. When you have God's attention, hallelujah, uh, he'll answer your prayer. You, you, he'll pour his favor 
upon your life. But I find it real interesting that the text says that the Lord, huh, Jesus Christ, the Lord gave attention and heard what they were saying. Somebody here this morning, you need an answer right now to a prayer. Somebody here right now, you need God to release your child from bondage. Come on, somebody. Somebody here this morning, you need healing in your body. I'm talking to somebody. And I want to say to somebody here, I thank God that we may be in the minority, but thank God that we are the majority with God. The Bible says, and the Lord gave attention. In other words, God inclined his ears. In other words, God is listening when you're praying. In other words, you can call on his name and you're going to not just see an answer, but you're going to see a transformation happen right before your eyes. Do I have anybody here who's willing to test the principle? That, that, that God will hear my prayer. It's something when you pray and nothing happens. Anybody there? You've just been praying and you've been praying and you've been praying and you've been calling and you've been calling and you've been, listen, you got a busy signal. How in the world are you going to get a busy signal when a busy signal does not exist in heaven? Do I have anybody? And, and, and you're asking God for significance and you're asking God, amen, you're asking God to, to hear your prayer. And, and the question is, are you serving so much that he notices you? Isn't that something? Am I serving that God will notice me? Not by how loud I am, but how faithful I am. Oh, I wish I had you. You see, you see, who you hang with makes a difference. Did you know that? You can hang with the unrighteous or you can hang with the righteous because God notices us. Don't ever think that God is asleep because he's alive, y'all. Anybody know he's alive? And, and here's the beauty of this thing. Here's the beauty of this thing, right? Watch this. The Bible says that God gave attention and heard it and watch the next part of this verse. And the book of what? Remembrance was written before him. Now, let me help you with this. There are two books. One book is the book of life. Y'all know about the book of life? Your name has to be written in there or else you ain't going to heaven, right? <laughs> So we know our names are written in there. But here's why I got hope, y'all. I got hope. I, this, this passage, I thank God for showing me this passage. Because I'm going to tell you why. In the difficult times, when you get discouraged by the little that you're doing, or the lot that you're doing, when the crowds are small, Come on, somebody. When you're pouring out your heart and you're trying to advance God's kingdom and yet you see no results. You got to remember something, saints. God has a record of your service. Give me my next point. You will rejoice. Why? Knowing 
that the Lord has what? A record of your what? Of your service. You see, you see, brothers and sisters, I thank God today, as I said, that I found this passage. Because for years I wondered, I said, Lord, what have I done to deserve the disrespect, the discouragement, come on somebody, the denials and the delays in ministry? But I thank God today that God tells me that everything I do for Christ will last. That he has a book and and, and watch this. This is not the book of life. This is the book recording, hallelujah, what you're doing for him. Can I ask you a question? How many chapters do you have? How many pages do you have? I already told you at 905 that you don't have to work for your salvation. But the one thing I thank God for, this right here, your service will follow you to heaven. Do I have anybody? I, I want to tell somebody that uh, my service and, and everything I've done for the kingdom is recorded. Oh, that's shouting time. The reason I can shout is because you may not remember when I prayed for you. Hello, somebody. You may not remember when I counseled you. You may not remember when I helped you. You may not remember when I buried, hallelujah, your dead. You may not remember when I married you and your children. Amen. You may not remember when you cried on my shoulder, but I thank God. Hallelujah to his holy name. That he has a record of my service. Saints, I want to help somebody here. I know it's not a shouting message because when it comes down to service, you got to check yourself and ask yourself a question, am I really serving? But I want to tell you something. I don't want a chapter in God's book. Hallelujah. I want my own book. I want to make sure that Moshes, that when God writes about me, he's going to say, boy, that boy been faithful. Matter of fact, I need some more pages now. Matter of fact, I'm going to get him his own book because listen, everything you do for Christ will last. And I'm talking to somebody here today. You, you pledged that you were going to serve. You pleaded that you were going to serve. But when it came down time to serving, we haven't seen you yet. But I thank God that he has a record of it. He has a record of your good days. He has a record of your bad days. He has a record, hallelujah, to his holy name. I thank God that the Bible says that the book is a book of remembrance. See, every now and then I like to write down the things that I'm asking God for. And what I do is I get before God and I start praying because I know he has, I have his attention. You know why I got his attention? Because I made up my mind that I'm sold out for Jesus. Do I have anybody? I made up in my mind, not only am I sold out, but I'm going to stay serving God. Do I have a witness this morning? But I thank God today that when I look at my prayer book, I realize I got more check marks than I do X marks. I thank God that he hears the prayers of the righteous. 
And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. It's not too late for you to surrender your life to serving God. Because the greatest thing you'll ever do is serve the Lord. And now that you know that while you're serving, God's recording. While you're serving, God is writing down some stuff about what you've been doing for him. Do I have anybody here today that you want God to write about you? God, write my name in your remembrance book. I thought I was the only one that had a book, but thank God that he has that book on me. Do I have any witnesses here today? The Lord has a great reward for your service. If you're part of the faithful today, you ought to shout this morning. You ought to say hallelujah, God. I thought we were just right here, Pastor. I know it's been tough, Pastor. I know we've been struggling for a long time. But I thank God that God never forgets. God will never forget the day that you made a decision to serve him. And somebody here this morning, you may be getting tired of serving, but don't you get tired. You don't want that to be the record about you. You want the record to be that you've been faithful from the beginning to the end. Everybody has a few hiccups along the way, but you got to say, God, I'm going to serve you till the day I die. I promise God that I will serve you till the day I die. Do I have a witness here this morning that you didn't know, but now you know. God, keep writing. Keep on writing. You need some ink, i send you some more work. God, I'm going to keep serving you till the day I die. I love what the psalmist said. The psalmist says one day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to spend one day outside with the wicked. Come here, Psalmist in Psalm 72. He said, this is what he said. He said, he said, I almost slipped. Hallelujah. When I looked at the prosperity of the wicked. And sometimes the devil will have you thinking that your serving is in vain, that your living for God is in vain. But I love verse 16 of Malachi 3, where he reminds me that God not only writes, but he hears. The text says God gives attention and he heard it and the book of remembrance was written before him. Hallelujah to his holy name. Do I have have anybody here this morning that you want to serve the Lord all the days of your life. I want to stop by to tell you, keep pressing on. Don't you give up and don't you quit. You ought to get into God's army because it's a good place to be. You ought to give your life to Jesus and serve him with everything you have. God didn't save you to sit in the pew. He saved you so that you can serve him. I'm going to get happy by myself. The text says that not only was the book written before him, but the book said, the text says, watch what the text says. It was written for those who fear the Lord and who esteemed his name. So not only will your name be recorded, but the next point is you will never doubt or deny 
the Lord's name. I think that's a reward given the society that we live in right now. That people will come to you with all kinds of philosophy and thought patterns. But I thank God today that the text says that this book was written for those who fear the Lord. Do I have anybody here this morning that you fear the Lord? I'm talking about you got a holy fear in your heart for the Lord. And not only that, but you will esteem his name. Somebody here today, you're doubting whether he's real. But I want to tell you something. He's realer than real. You better know what I'm talking about. That he's a real God. That he's a mighty God. That he's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. I feel my help now. And I want to tell somebody here that you got to dissect that doubt. And you got to remember something. If you hold his name up, the Bible says his name is above every name. That one day every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. But I'm talking to the servants in this church this morning. You get tired sometimes. You get weary sometimes. You get tired of putting up chairs. You get tired of putting out the banners. You get tired of vacuuming after people. But I want to tell you something. You better hold on because God is going to reward you one day. That in his book in heaven, he's writing right now that you made every effort to serve him with everything you have. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Sometimes it gets weary. Sometimes you get tired. But you better hold on to God's unchanging hand. Don't you ever deny the Lord because he is good. He's better than good. He's been good to me. Do I have a witness in the house today can testify that God's been good to you. Do you know him this morning? Have you tried him this morning? Is he alright? Say yeah. Say yeah. He's a good God and I'm going to serve him till the day I die. Thank God today that somebody may not see what I've done but God sees what I've done. I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hands. Thank God today that there's a book with our name in it. Give God a hand clap of praise. There's a book written with your name. You've been hurt by church. You've been hurt by people. But that was a tactic of the enemy to stop you from serving because God was writing all about you. You ever start a journal and stop? Let God pick that pen up and start writing about you. You know what I love about that book? It says the book of remembrance. So when I get to heaven, when we get to heaven, it's not going to be about how much stuff you've done. It's going to be how well did you serve? Pastor, 
can testify. I've served. I've surrendered. And God has a record of it. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? And so, listen, I want to tell you, and for, and for a church like ours, sometimes we get weary. We get tired. We start wondering what's going on. I'm right. I'm right. Don't you worry. Because for everything you've done, I'm going to reward you. Watch this. Here and there. So don't think that the reward is just for heaven. No, the reward is for here on earth. He's going to let you enjoy a little heaven on earth. Listen, I believe for some of us, that's what's holding up everything in your life. But watch this. But how do I do it, Pastor? How do I, how do I do it? How do I do family? How do I do football? How do I do soccer? How do I do hockey? And how do I do all these things and still serve God? If you're available and if you surrender, he'll give you the wisdom to balance. And somebody here this morning, I want to talk to you for a minute. God wants you to surrender.